Hey guys, welcome to the Tantan Podcast. This is a space where my sister and I have bi-weekly conversations about growing up and just whatever life might throw at us. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy this one. Hi Kel, long time no see. How are you doing today? Hello, I am okay. How about you? I I think I've been doing pretty well. Yeah, I feel it's very rare to say that you've been doing pretty well. Most of the time, we're just like, oh, I've been tired and things like that. But I wish you'd been doing quite okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying not to say the word tired. <laughs> I am tired today, but yeah. I'll just say I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you texted me at like 730 saying that you just finished work. And then I realised you only have one hour to like eat dinner and get ready before like we record the podcast. And I'm sure sometimes you have meetings in the evening. I'm just like, wow, like you work so much. Mm-hmm. What do you do over the weekend? What did I do? What? I felt like it just went by so fast. Normally, I would take some time on the weekend to read books. I was reading Praise of, Praise of Shadows. I'm not sure. I think the book is outside. Or Praise in Shadows. Let me search it up. Is it a Christian book? It sounds like a Christian book. No, it's not a Christian book. Uh, it's called In Praise of Shadows by Junichiro Tanizaki. It's basically um, uh, here in Google or Goodreads. The summary of it is In Praise of Shadows is an essay on Japanese aesthetics by the Japanese author and novelist Jinichiro Tanizaki. (laughs) Tanizaki. Oh, it's a Japanese name. Yeah, it's a Japanese name. Well, so it's an essay? Uh, It's a collection of essays. Um, So talking about like architecture, um, interior design, paper, toilets, food. It's just a the the main purpose is like talking about aesthetics and how this author like compares Japanese art and lifestyle to like the Western culture. Mm-hmm. So it was quite interesting of how he kind of um talked about how like he tried to kind of like idealize or like imagine what if the Asian culture w- was not influenced by the Western culture. Ooh, that's so cool. Yeah, because a lot of, I think, aristocrats or like philosophers and those kind of um, very smart people, most of them are in the uh, like North America, US, like that, those parts. Until like, I'm not sure about like the, like the Silk Road or like trading <laughs> and all this like different information was passed along. Yeah, imagining if we didn't have the Western influences, how would we live? What would our writing be like? Will we even speak English? Uh, will our physics be different? Will our basis of chemistry be different? Yeah, so a lot of these like theoretic concepts, yeah, and imaginations. But I guess it just goes to show how like interconnected we are. Mm-hmm. Like we say that nowadays, everybody is, not to say influenced, but like on the internet, you can connect with people from like different countries and like everything has become so international. But even in the past, things were being passed around, we were being like influenced. That's cool. Yeah. So I, yeah, either read like spiritual books. I mean, I just read in general on the weekends. 
Then I've also been tutoring um, this kid. I've volunteered for an NGO. Um, it's called Hope Worldwide. So I've been tutoring this kid English and math. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I've been doing that every week, going down to their house. And it was a really good session. I had a really good session on Saturday. Yeah, normally I have trouble like connecting to kids. I feel like with with her like and like the consistent meetups with her every week has helped us kind of like be comfortable with one another Um, and I find it very fulfilling to like um, teach her English and math yeah it's been pretty fun Mm -hmm. that's good to hear how old is she? she is 8 yeah so like the first time I met them I was like talking to the mom saying how like oh like I'm from Malaysia so Mm -hmm. I can speak a bit of Bahasa Malaysia BM Malay yeah yeah so then she like immediately was like oh like talk to me in like some she talked quite fast in like (laughs) Malay yeah, she is Malay. Oh, man. You, you shouldn't have yeah. said that in front of a Malay person. Because, I but mean, she, they can speak Malay so fully. She can also speak English. So, uh, I mean, I did tell her, like, where my proficiency of Malay is isn't that great. But I, mm-hmm. I could understand most of it, just that when I speak, I can't speak that well. But yeah, even Chinese, I have trouble speaking. But I feel like mm-hmm. comparing Chinese and Malay... I can speak Malay better because Chinese really? has yeah Chinese has all the honey pinyin uh, yeah all the sounds yeah. like why <laughs> yeah weekend was quite busy it just went by really fast how about you for me I think well for me to be honest I feel like almost every day is the same because I don't go out and I do pretty much the same things the only thing that is different is. Maybe the people I spend time with and things. But I do try not to do it on Sunday. One of my highs the past week or like in general is that I've been sleeping a lot more. And you know, I always want to sleep earlier. But even if I don't sleep at the time that I want to, I also don't force myself to wake up with an alarm. So my day does start later. But even if it starts later, I get like the amount of sleep that I need. For example, yesterday I went to bed at like 10.15 I'm not sure what time exactly I fell asleep. But I woke up at 8 o'clock this morning, you know. So like, I slept like for, what, eight nine nine hours plus. And just on my own, I woke up naturally at 8. And I was just like, wow, I feel so well rested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just, yeah, you know, it just feels good to sleep. I wish um, I could I do think- that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like I generally need more sleep than the average person around my age i don't know i feel like people who are 17 they don't really sleep a lot like i know Maybe a lot they of my don't friends. sleep at all <laughs> yeah like i know my friends they don't really sleep that much one but I, I need a lot of sleep in order to feel feel like feel well rested lah. so i think that's been good i think last week i also had a lot of spend time and calls with um different sisters friends high school friends i called Kelly also, but we didn't record a podcast, but we also called so the time to you. I had good conversations with mommy and daddy, also regarding like my education. Mm-hmm. So basically, my my education plan has never really been confirmed, or there were a lot of options I was trying to consider, and basically no no certainty lah. There was nothing that I really said. Okay, this is exactly what I'm going to do, and I understand to a certain degree there will not be certainty. But we've decided that I'm going to most probably study A-levels 
in January means I start lah. So now know that okay, I'm going to be starting college in four months, and I feel like I can. I've, I already find myself like kind of counting down. Wow, what are you excited about? I like, think specifically. I'm excited. Specifically is like for the fact that I do not have to arrange my time. Like I feel like I don't know. There's this quote or something like. I don't know what is a quote. I remember saying this wrong, but um, how like restriction produces creativity or something like that. Like when you're restricted, that forces you to be creative. And I feel like as what I mean by restriction in my in my situation is basically restricted with my time. Like I don't have the whole day to film or edit a video. So because I will have to attend class and have to study. So whatever remaining time that I have is going to be so precious and I want to spend it really, really well. And I feel like, yeah, because I've been doing this so long, like I've been doing it with Chris and everything by its own, on its own for so long that sometimes it does get a bit repetitive, a bit boring, or I just feel reluctant to do things. But I feel like if, yeah, time becomes a lot more precious, then I'll be more eager to do stuff. I think that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to. Mm. Yeah. And I think just studying, learning, even though I'm learning right now, but like learning from textbook, mm. <laughs> and just yeah, I, I, I'm just excited to be a student again. The mm-hmm. whole, even though it might not be that like student experience because of pandemic, still I'll be studying. Yeah, and, yeah. I like taking notes. <laughs> I remember my e- economics textbook was filled with like colors of different highlighters. Yeah, and and I and I took your econ mm-hmm. notebook, your textbook. So I had all you did all the work for mm-hmm. me. <laughs> well, let's yeah. jump right into our topic for today. I have a feeling it's gonna be a very long one. Really? Well, I think we do have. This is a topic that I think both you and I are quite um quite okay lah. We we know some stuff about it. Yeah, but gone. But I mean, like we did like ask some people. Like, you ask your followers mm-hmm. on your Instagram to send questions. So, I mean, we can go with it. Like, we can answer their questions because I feel like... That can kind can, of guide our conversation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we can... Yeah, then it gives us an idea of what might be helpful to talk about yeah, as well. But basically, the topic for today is... Um, for those of you who are new here, um, or who have not read the title, <laughs> it will basically be... Um, our experience with veganism like maybe like what is veganism what got us into veganism how did it all start so i can basically share like part of my story first so i was actually the one who introduced veganism to the family yeah um i think i did it for three or four years yeah i can't remember which year exactly but um, so how it all started was basically I had a church friend. Um, her name is Chesney. She was like, I forgot, I think her sister <laughs> introduced it to her and stuff like that. But whatever, on my side, our, on our side, like, um, she had been vegan for quite a while. So when I first heard about it and learned about it, I was like, oh, like, cool, like, you don't eat meat, you don't eat. Um, dairy products or anything from animals so that's what I understood from veganism but and I just respected that and like whenever we went out to eat she would just like um, either bring out her own food or just eat fries so whenever we went out like mostly she just ate carbs so I was like oh like okay cool um, 
and she didn't really like force any of our friends to like become vegan but I don't know why but at one point of time I was more curious and asked her like um like what made her become vegan and she showed me this like or she told me that she watched this video on YouTube about um if if slaughterhouses were made of glass oh. so basically like you can see what happens in slaughterhouses and how they um kill the animals and how they prepare them and stuff so it is a very cruel way of like um like i also went to research and like to find out more so they kind of like you know shove down like some uh, i'm not sure if it's like chemicals or oh maybe for forewarning is this gonna be a bit like graphic in the mean, description not really i i'm not gonna expand so much in my vocabulary mm. But they were like shove down this like tube in the, the duck's throat oh. to like make the duck like swallow some pills or like um basically a lot of gory stuff and very inhumane things that people do to animals. Mm. So yeah, and she just share with me of how like it's so sad and how like it was her choice to become vegan. So I was like, wow, like sounds like um yeah, eating animals or like I don't need to eat animals to survive. Um, I kind of felt a lot for uh, how the animals were being treated. So my reason for going vegan was because of animal cruelty and how like my conviction at that point of time was um, it's not necessary to eat meat, so just don't eat meat lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so for me, like... How old were you then? I can't remember the age. Everything just feels very blurry <laughs> i remember i was still in okay. kl then so maybe about five years ago when i was 15 uh yeah or 16 around there so um she introduced it to me like on christmas eve so i watched it all all the videos i tried to like educate myself and find out more and like the next day i was just like yeah i'm not gonna eat meat anymore and it was like Christmas and we were having like a party in church. So, wow, what a feast. I remember that. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, suddenly I was just like, yeah, I'm not eating meat anymore. Then I just ate like, I don't know what, I even ate salad, pasta. Took out, like, I would take out the meat and like pass it to someone else. Yeah, because I also feel bad like wasting food. Um, So I just plucked them all out. And it was really easy for me to just transition because I just like, had the mindset by just, yeah, I'm not going to eat meat anymore. Mm-hmm. I re- also remember that I did have experiences uh, being, like, trying to go vegetarian. And I remember how much I struggled. Like, there was this day where I was like, okay, I'm going to try to not eat meat. And during lunch, I ate, like, chicken rice. <laughs> this is when you were much younger, is it? I think so. Because even when we were being homeschooled, um, the homeschool center we were at, was actually a Buddhist um, like group. So during that time, whenever we ate, some of them were vegetarians as mm. well. So we would just like follow along and um, wherever they ate, we also ate. So that also like helped me to like learn more about all oh, like different diets and stuff. Mm. Because our family um, was actually like very open to like you can eat whatever you want uh, because God created food, God created animals like yeah. Um, yeah, eat basically whatever. Try new things. Um, yeah, it's okay. I mean, I actually clearly remember when we were younger, you being the kind that would lean more towards. But if you're ordering food, you will lean towards dishes that don't really, they're not very heavy. 
with meat. I do remember that. Well, where where she shared like, and I, 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 I don't lei know. Cha. Yeah, like I, you really like later and things like that. And when I was younger, I didn't like later. Later is this like um I think Hokkien dish. Yeah, it's like some kind of tea dish. Like in English, they call it thunder tea rice. If you search it, yeah, yeah, they call it thunder. Basically, it's like a a lot of herbs. A lot of herbs, I don't know, herbs, herbs, <laughs> and then the the so soup is like good. the soup is like green, green color, yeah, exactly. So it looks, yeah, it's actually really really nice. I really like it now, but when I was younger, I didn't like it. But yeah, I always had the impression that you would lean towards the more like not so much meat side. Whereas Shishen and I, our brother, he we we both really really enjoyed meat. <laughs> This is what I remember. Yeah. Okay. Go on your story. You know, like the whole story up until now. Yeah. I mean. I yeah. I was like. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um. I just <laughs> wanted to say. I feel like if people came from my platform, they probably know all about me. But nobody has ever heard your story. So like, go on, Cal. You know, take the stage. Maybe I should be a bit more mysterious. And like, who <laughs> <laughs> is she still vegan or not? Yeah, but I mean, I'm not vegan anymore. And yeah. I, mean, I did say I was vegan for three to four years. And um, yeah, I think even like our grandma, like Papa, she was like, oh, like don't eat meat anymore. Like, some more. Like, why? Like, like what can I eat then? Uh, at first, she was a bit apprehensive, but after a while, she like was just very supportive, and she would like just cook me like veggie. So even like okay, during my journey of veganism, I wasn't hundred percent like not eating eggs, not eating milk, um, because um my mom was quite concerned because I was still growing growing up, um, and I, I didn't have much knowledge in like supplements or or different kinds of proteins and uh nutritional stuff. So she just advised me to eat eggs once in a while. Yeah, so I also wasn't very restrictive. If I wanted to eat ice cream, like I would try to not eat ice cream with milk. But yeah, I, st- I still allowed myself to have like desserts without like really trying so hard. Mm-hmm. Like, even when we went out to eat um uh, economy rice or mixed rice uh, with like different dishes, I won't like purposely ask. Oh, like was this cooked with like chicken? Mm-hmm. Um, if there was meat or if it's cooked with um like oil with chicken like i feel like i wasn't very picky and i wasn't like so strict on mm. my so-called diet yeah it was more like a mindset of like um i try my best to um, also help the environment uh to reduce my intake of meat without like forcing other people around me to do the same or yeah i didn't really try that hard to avoid to be vegan 100% vegan mm. um yeah, but I just try at my best to eat more veggie and like tofu. Yeah, what else? What else do I need to share? <laughs> I think I, I I really like the way you approached it also, in a way that you don't really have to be super. Sometimes like being vegan is also a privilege in a way you get to choose what you want to eat and what you don't want to eat because many people they don't have that choice and they just have to eat whatever that they have. So Wait, uh, I think you need to speak closer to the mic. Look at your volume. Oh, yeah. I think because of sorts, when I, like, sometimes I murmur. I feel like it's like murmur. Yeah. Anyway. um, Yeah. So, do you want to talk about, like, after you went to Singapore, the reason why you were not able to continue? I think being vegan in Singapore kind of, like, helped me save some money <laughs> initially at the start because I would just eat, like, like nasi padang, in fact, rice, tofu, um, vegetables so it was like really affordable 
um, and like someone knocked on my door. You open but it. Whatever, it's okay. Um, okay. <laughs> See. <laughs> um, Kevin and a friend came over and they wanted to play mahjong. Aww. But I, I told them that. that I'll play after I'm done. Yeah. But anyway, um. I just jumped to why I stopped being vegan. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to justify. <laughs> no lah, I don't. Yeah, just just be okay lah. I think everybody has their reasons. Yeah, I'm scared. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm just joking. Can you please cut that no, out? No, stop telling me to cut stuff out. No, look at my volume spiking. Yeah, I know. Stop. Okay, stop looking. Well, it's actually good to look at the volume. Yeah, and be aware. But yeah, just I stopped being vegan because. I kind of felt like it kind of affected my experience being with people, eating with people. Uh, sometimes I also felt like a burden in a sense where oh, like I want to eat like Korean barbecue. Oh, Kelly's like vegan. Then like people are really very nice where they would really consider um what I would eat and like asking me if I'm okay uh, with certain places. I just felt like I didn't want to experience that anymore, and definitely, like people were so nice about it. Even like when I went on dates, like the the brothers in church would like purposely prepare like vegan or like vegetarian oh, that's so food. Nice. Yeah, even if they don't like veggie, they, <laughs> they will like eat with me. Aww. Yeah, ten out of ten. <laughs> so, um, I just wanted to be more liberated. And also give people um, more options and like give myself more options as well to explore different kinds of food and um, in a way also like it's a very communal thing. I feel like in Asian culture, food really brings people together, yeah. uh, eating together and and having that experience together. Yeah, so I think that was my reason of stopping um, being vegan. Mm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, Carl. And I feel like I also want to assure you that, I mean, people can say whatever they want to say, like criticize or whatever lah, and like judge you. But I feel you did what you like. You made a decision lah, and it was mm. just a decision that you made. Because I yeah. remember also like I think also being concerned for your health and also being in Singapore on your own. You didn't have a lot of money that you can just spend on all these expensive like vegan places or products. And like nutrition wise, is so lah. Like eating tofu and veggie all the time is not really the best for your health. And then you were staying with the host family. I I feel like one of the main reasons. Do you think it could have been because in Malaysia you were with mummy and daddy and all of us who you know we are your family. So if we accommodate for you, is like of course we accommodate for you. That kind of thing. Once you went to Singapore, it's like you know so many people are taking care of you, showing you love, and then just yeah. So I think like when I first came to Singapore, so. Um, my host family also kind of like adjusted um, to my diet in a sense like I would mostly cook for myself, but they also made a point like every Monday we'll have like vegetarian night or like Aww, vegetarian so nice. food. We have dinner together. Yeah, so um, that even like with when I first came to Singapore, people were like inviting me to the house to have dinners with them, and they also did like accommodate to me. They would ask like, "Oh, do you have any dietary like restrictions?" And I just tell them, oh, I don't eat meat and stuff like that. So there was once, like, someone actually forgot that I didn't eat meat. So I went over to their house and she, like, prepared, like, shepherd's pie. And that's, like, a very fancy, like, 
special dish. I mean, it's not not really like fancy. It's like beef and like potato and cheese. Mm. So I was like, okay, like she made it for me. Like I really appreciate it, and I just ate it. Mm. Yeah, so I felt like it was okay. Like the next day, my body was fine. <laughs> Like people, yeah. yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe we can discuss more about that as we look into the questions and see what yeah. struggles people might face. And yeah, but I don't know for me, I feel like, um, should I share my experience or so? Sure. I remember when you went vegan, right? When you said you're going vegan, I kind of followed you as well. I was like, I want to be vegan too. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember. I remember. So on that, that like Christmas thing that Kelly was mentioning, I also remember um, like wanting to not eat meat and everything. So, but it didn't last very long because I think I was supposed to go on a mission trip with my school mm. to Cambodia, and I was like, I cannot be vegan. Like I cannot suddenly. Hey, sorry, like we're going on this mission trip, but there are so many things I cannot eat. Like it's just I feel like sometimes it, I think it's your priorities, though. Mm. And at that time, it was just not possible for me. And so, yeah, after that, I, I don't know after how long, uh, I actually tried going vegetarian first. So I thought, okay, maybe I'm not able to do vegan, I'll just do vegetarian first. Because I really also felt like I didn't need to eat, I didn't, I felt like it wasn't necessary for me to eat meat. But I think I, I think I was vegetarian for six months. However, I started to develop issues, like for me, my period stopped coming, and I, th- I think that was the main thing. Nothing else lah, really. But just my period stopped coming. And that was really weird for me. Because Kelly, throughout your whole, like, three, four years of being vegan, you didn't have that problem. But I did. Who said I never had that problem? You, you didn't have I, it has always been irregular. Um. So I was like, whatever. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> for the environment. <laughs> okay, then. But, but yeah, lah. So I think... Yeah, I was vegetarian for six months. After that, I think my parents brought me to see like the Chinese doctor. TCM. I forgot. Ah, yeah, the TCM. And then she w- she was just like she she took one look at me. She touched my hand. Then she was like, "Oh, this And what that means is like, "Oh, this girl, you cannot eat like soy products." And I've been eating so much tofu because I I can't eat meat. So I think like eating like tofu far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We eat like tofu fa, tofu po, all the tofu, everything. And then she said my skin looked a very unhealthy color la, this and that la. So she recommended like some medication. And the medication was like so expensive. And I asked her whether there was any natural, like so-called more natural way la, that I can, you know, get my period back, whatever. And then she was like, eat everything in moderation, you know, this and that. Because of course, we told her my, about my diet lah. And then after that, I remember talking to my parents and like, we don't have the money for this kind of mess. So, and I think I didn't have the knowledge about food and nutrition. And I think I wasn't able to take care of myself very well during that time. So I ended up going back to eating meat. Yeah, but it's always been in my heart to still go vegan lah. And I think a lot of my reasoning was also like for animal cruelty. Definitely not for health reasons but more for animal cruelty because i also did my own research i saw i didn't really see because i'm really scared of gory stuff so i actually don't think i watched that much cruel like things but i knew about what was happening so i think moving to johor i wanted to eat more plant-based and then the pandemic happened so i started cooking a lot at home and i started eat with chris and then it just it kind of i decided to to go vegan because i think for me it was like, I keep telling my parents, oh, I don't want to eat meat. I would rather not. 
But every time we go out to eat, it's like, I have to eat meat because like, if not, what else, what else am I going to eat? So I really mm. didn't like being neither here nor there. So I was just like, I just want to choose like, like which side I'm on in a way. So so once I made the decision there, it was more clear. Yeah. And then now I'm here. Long. Yeah. That was basically my story of how I became vegan. Yeah. Shall we go to the questions? Sure. Thank you for all of you who gave a response because that really helps us out. Yeah, do you want to say from yours, Sokel? Mm. I mean, we don't have to answer every single one, but... This is like a debate. Is it actually better for the environment? <laughs> I would say yes. But if I say yes, there's going to be, have to be a very, very long explanation. Kelly's already like rubbing her eyes like, man. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like if you talk about the soy industry, there's going to be a lot of like debatable things. So... I'm just going to say, like, yes, I think it is better for the environment. Of course, there are things like, oh, if you buy a lot of imported, imported products, then the carbon footprint is higher, mm. things like that. But I think in general, yes, it is better for the environment. Um, I feel but, like it's definitely about lifestyle Yeah. as well. Um, I remember I had look, kind of like a debate with someone, not really that, but like about, I was telling how, like, oh, like, I'm, I'm vegan because, like, uh, animal cruelty and like it's better for the environment like um, farming it's like takes up so much like food corn water those kind of stuff then he was like asking me oh like if it's like better like how much difference are you as one person making compared to like the rest of us who are eating meat so what difference am i making that's basically what he asked me i'm like oh like i just do my part you do your part you don't yeah sure <laughs> so yeah it's all about perspective as well if you think it's better for the environment, sure. If you don't think it's better for the environment, why? Like I don't really like what he said though. Why? What he said? Yeah. As in like, I mean, if you have that mindset about everything, it's like, we just might as well just live our life and not care about the world, not care about other people. Mm-hmm. What can, what difference can one person make? One person can make a whole lot of difference. Yeah, so that's why I say it's all about a matter of perspective. Mm. Yeah. Okay, next question. Do, wait, wait, wait. Do you... Sorry, something I wanted to add on. I think also like some people can become a bit like, I wouldn't say prideful, but there's this sense of like, oh, I'm vegan. I am doing what's better for the earth and for the planet. But I think like what Kelly said, it's an overall lifestyle also. Like it's not just the farming industry that's contributing to like the environmental harm or whatever, but also like our plastic usage, electricity usage, all these things. So I feel like it's not just food. Yeah. So you've got to be aware it's like a lifestyle. Yeah, continue. Okay. Uh, let me just ask two more questions did y'all experience any health benefits from being a vegan um i think this is something something that a lot of people they always to them vegan means healthy to a lot of people lah. healthy skinnier yeah like will you lose weight did you lose a lot of people ask me this question did you lose weight after going vegan yeah to me i feel like there was no difference <laughs> yeah for me i felt like after i went vegetarian i did lose some weight because obviously you're cutting out big food groups but at the end, I stopped being vegetarian. But I think after I went vegan, yeah, I didn't really feel a difference. In fact, I feel like I, I gained weight. <laughs> because, you know, I've been deep frying so much food. And, you know, now that I do recipe testing, I do eat quite a bit. So, but I guess health benefits, I don't know. When some people say they feel lighter, they feel like they have more energy. Um, I think it really depends also. If all you're eating is rice and potatoes, you're not going to feel that way. But if yeah. you're eating a very balanced vegan diet, then you will really feel... Like, all the difference. So, it's really subjective. Mm-hmm. And so, the answer is yes and no. 
<laughs> Wait, no, no. It wasn't even a yes or no question. Honestly, all these questions, everything is so subjective. But we're just sharing it from like our experience and our perspective. Yeah. Mm. Next question from our dad. What? <laughs> he asks, how do one choose his or her life food choices? Huh? <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of us, our food choices from the beginning kind of stems from how we grew up. For example, I like for us, I think one example lah is I would say for us in Malaysia, it is quite common to eat things like chicken feet, to eat chicken liver, to eat the organs of like the animals. And this is our food choice. Lah. We don't find these foods as weird or disgusting. Well, some of us do, but I think like especially like mummy, our parents' generation, they find they just eat all these things and like it's just normal. But to people who do not grow up in that kind of culture, it'll be, it'll be like, ew, that's so weird. So like, I feel like how you grew up really influences. But as you grow older, and also like your parents' belief, if your parents are vegetarian, most likely you will also be vegetarian until you are old enough to make your own choice. So yeah. I would say we choose it based on convenience. Whatever is closer, whatever is easiest, maybe whatever is cheaper. I think that is, yeah, that is part of being in the community, law, in the family that you grew up in. In the family we grew up in, what's most convenient is what your mom cooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah. Okay, okay. Mm, a lot of questions asking like what makes you want to be vegan? Um, what made you decide to go vegan? And we already answered that. Um, ah, somebody asked, what were your parents' reaction when you've decided to go vegan? You mean you can explain more detail, Cal? I can't remember. Actually, like, they were, oh, like, why suddenly? Mm-hmm. Um, then I had to explain that like, oh, my friend why like the videos that i watch is very cool and all these things like they know like yeah like they are like to in order to like mass produce like meat to feed so many people there needs to be like some kind of method uh, so like they give like inject like cow's hormones and stuff so i feel like all these like facts like people know but they just choose to like ignore mm-hmm. so because of that i felt like People in general basically like, oh, when you say like, oh, raising animals are quite like cruel, then you're all like, yeah, that's true. So I made my own choice to change my diet, change my lifestyle. So they were like, okay, like, um, just make sure that you are eating well. Don't just eat the junk food like carbs and potato chips. Eat like veggie, eat beans. Make sure you have like protein, different fiber, eat fruits and all those kinds. So um, I feel like they are quite like, supportive um but there were also times when my my mom was like i just eat la like in front of you just eat it like be grateful for the food that you have don't waste food so i think that was also the the mindset and um that i had growing up like don't be wasteful like whatever is given Mm. like be grateful for it and just eat so yeah that's why i feel like i'm not a very picky eater um because like of the mindset of not wasting food yeah. yeah, and being like privileged enough to always have food in front of me. Um, so, yeah. Mm. I think also like when you said how people do know that animals have to die in order for us to eat them. I think everybody knows, but yeah, they choose to ignore. But I think also sometimes we have different priorities in life. Like our mm. parents' priorities is not about like animals. It's about how they can their earn kids. money for <laughs> our kids to, for their, their kids to like, you know, have education and everything. Yeah. So, so Yeah. Um, somebody asked, well, somebody, I feel like I cannot really answer this question, but I'd just be curious to think, to like discuss about it with you. Being vegan on holidays, 
does other countries like local delicacies tempt you? My my dad used to tell me like just be just be vegan in Malaysia. Then when you go out and travel, then you eat like you just yeah just be vegan in your own country that kind of thing. Now I'm just like uh, that's like not really that's not really what I want I want to do. But I don't really know so because I've never had this experience. Mm. Yeah. Um. Oh wait. I I, I feel. When we went to Chiang Mai, I was... Both was... Yeah, you weren't vegan. I also wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't vegan anymore. I mean, um, something that I thought of is... I feel like sometimes if you go to a place where you're not able to speak the language and everything, you might not be able to ask, oh, what's in this? Oh, what's in that? Ah? And I feel like sometimes you cannot be 100% very, very strict unless you want to be that kind of person. Lah, because I think in a different country, if it's a place where you're not familiar with, you... You have to be a bit flexible, I would say. Mm. Because your parents or people who are traveling with you, they don't know much about the places. So they don't know where's the best place to find vegan food. Mm. That kind of uh, thing. Unless you do your research beforehand. Yeah, unless you do your research. But then you are very restricted. I think it depends if you're traveling by yourself, if you're traveling with people. Um, yeah, because I feel like also with veganism, I feel like at the end of the day, what's more important to me also is the relationship with people. I don't want to uphold this high standard of myself but then lose relationship with people in arguing or like creating these kind of like tensions even though they will inevitably happen. Like you get what I mean? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I I hope the listeners, you guys get what I mean also. Yeah. I feel like having that like concern or having that, I mean it's all about mindset and like if you really want to like not eat meat and be vegan while overseas like that is possible. I wanted to share like when I became vegan, I also started to explore different kinds of alternatives. Mm-hmm. I started to like discover like what else can I eat besides like tofu and beans. Um, and I think that also made me um kind of discover different kinds of beans, different kinds of like vegetables I never like really had knowledge of, and different kinds of like dishes that yeah. I would not have tried because like you know the comfort is like. Chicken rice, wantani, mm. um, those kind of like local food. But yeah, if you actually like have the um, eye or like have the um, like you want to explore more. Yeah. Like I feel like veganism is a good like oh like exploration. I, I don't know, but like yeah, just being open to vegan food. Yeah, I mean like remember what I said in the beginning. When you have restrictions, you have creativity. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, moving on. Uh, what do you say when people make fun of not eating meat or don't understand why? These are people, I think these are people who like just, just are just not there to understand, who are not those loving and understanding people <laughs> that we were describing earlier. Yeah. Mm. For me, this is something that I find very hard to do also, but I feel like the best, in theory, the best thing is to just not, for me, I just don't reply. Like, I don't try to retaliate or try to explain things because I feel like they are not even open to understanding. They just want to have a laugh or just say something. Mm. So I feel like I feel like getting heated up and getting offended is like the worst path to go down because then they'll laugh at you even more. Or like they see that you got irritated and things like that. And I feel like I don't want that I don't want the, like their comments to get to me la. Mm. So yeah, I, what do you say? I don't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> I had people who like not I mean made fun or like kind of mock me like oh like can't eat this like haha. 
like more for me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but I'll just take it like as, as a pinch of salt. Either like depending who the person is, if it's like a stranger, I would just like ignore. But if it's like a friend, I would like probably joke with them as well, mm. or like find out like oh like why you say this, mm. but in a very like casual manner. Mm. Um, I think there are times where I feel I would feel offended, but after a while, it's like and eh, like you have your thoughts, I have my thoughts. Like sure, like yeah, just. Yeah, laugh with them. Actually, like being vegan helped me have very interesting conversations with people, and it's a very interesting like conversation starter. Yeah, 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 it is. Because you don't have many people who are like vegan, so it's like very interesting. Mm. So yeah, a lot of times like I always share about my conviction and what veganism is. So they can always say, "Oh, I have like a vegan friend," which is me. <laughs> so like, yeah, quite quite cool. Yeah. Okay, next question. Isn't veganism expensive both time-wise and money-wise? It's very subjective. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like in Malaysia, for example, in places like UK or overseas in America, I would assume that you can find a lot more options, vegan options, and with more options means that they are cheaper. And you know, they're more available, so you don't spend so much time looking or cooking for yeah food. But I think in Malaysia specifically, um, I feel like it does take more time and more effort to think about what you're gonna eat and how you're gonna cook. You probably need to have you probably need to learn how to cook. Money wise, it in the sense it can be cheaper because I've like tofu, mushrooms, all these things are so cheap. Tempeh is really really cheap source of protein, and our lo- we have so many like different type of local vegetables that are so cheap. Um, of course, you you might have to buy some more expensive products like maybe coconut oil, nutritional yeast. Just yeah. But I feel like overall it balanced out. But if you buy a lot of processed vegan products like vegan butter, vegan meat, almond milk, you know, soy milk is uh, the cheaper alternative. But if you want to go buy stuff like oat milk and almond milk in Malaysia, especially it's going to be very expensive. So yeah, somebody asked me, are you actually vegan or just making vegan food? I'm vegan. Um, okay, maybe we should like switch to giving a bit of some people have asked things like a bit of advice or so. Somebody said, I've been thinking of going vegan, but I don't know where to start and if I can bear it. What advice would you give? Just try. Uh, Easy for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely it's hard. I think it's hard to think about in the long run. Mm. Uh, but maybe like start with a week. Uh, be very mindful and intentional. But I also don't understand that it can be very stressful and like, why well, can't eat meat? Like, mm. what the options I have? Like, um, I think like if you can like cook for yourself, um, mm. like buy a week worth of like vegetables and ingredients, and either like meal prep or like cook noodles and like I think it's very easy to if you're in Malaysia like buy the the yellow noodles or instant noodles me or like <laughs> if you want healthy options like pumpkin spinach noodles and just like buy some veggie buy some tofu and like vegetable stock and yeah. just boil mix 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 and like serve you know it's very simple but mm. it's quite substantial yeah sometimes i feel like there i feel like there are a lot of mental barriers as well or like of like um if i don't eat meat or eggs, then I don't have anything. I'm just going to eat veggie. Because usually you the main thing is the meat and then the veggies aside. But you have to think about, oh, what can I replace? And I feel like um, maybe doing some research first, looking up at some recipes, and not like those very complicated vegan recipes that need a lot of random stuff on. Mm-hmm. But like 
recipes that I guess are more localized, maybe, or just very simple stuff like fried rice for, or like what Kelly said, like noodles. Easy recipes like that. Make it easy for yourself. Make the transition easy for mm-hmm. yourself. Doing things that you're more familiar with. Yeah, maybe just try like vegan recipes, like maybe once a week or three times a week, and slowly like build it up and be comfortable with not eating meat. Then yeah. like transition. Take your time. Maybe you can have last two questions. Mm-hmm. How to overcome the craving towards meat? And some people ask, um, do do we still have cravings after going vegan? And how did you overcome it? I don't think I can answer this question. I mean, you explained when you were vegan, though, if you still remember. From what I recall, I didn't crave any meat. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why, but I think even because like my transition was very abrupt, like just I decided to not eat meat. And the next day, Christmas, I just like, yeah, no more meat for me. <laughs> yeah, I felt like mine was very radical. And I think after you don't eat meat, you kind of lose the taste of meat. And I also enjoy eating like tofu, um and like mushrooms Mm. so yeah yeah i think also like um for me i usually don't find myself craving meat itself i might crave like the dish but i I guess that's that means i'm craving it as well but for me also i i feel like yeah i feel if something that's very important is to make your vegan food taste good and i think to start off with food that you like if you don't like tofu if you don't like tofu but you want to go vegan maybe eat more mushrooms first and then slowly go into the tofu like, i don't think you have to force yourself to eat something that you hate that's only going to make you kind of like wish you didn't start this in the first place i feel like that kind of feeling but for me the craving it usually comes when maybe like my parents order fried chicken and then like you can kind of smell but if not i usually don't really get the craving but i feel like to overcome it, the way I would do it is I just make the food myself. Yeah, if I'm craving fried chicken, I'll just like fry some tofu and things like that. But it's not same. I guess, yeah, I guess <laughs> obviously fried tofu is not fried chicken. But you can make it very realistic if that's what you really want. So much effort. Fine, then you eat fried chicken lah. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I think that's about it. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's about it. So yeah, thank you for sending in all your questions. We've been recording for quite a while already. So And there are parts that you need to cut out, so <laughs> Yeah. But I hope this episode was kinda of helpful for you and you guys found it interesting to listen to like Kelly's perspective as well. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think at the end of the day what, what I would like like you guys to take away from this is um, if you want to go vegan, like that's great, and I really wish you all the best in your journey. But um, I think it will not be a smooth journey, lah. I think there will be a lot of things here and there, a lot of struggles that you go through, and like things that you learn along the way, lah. But um, I think like being vegan is also like what we mentioned. I think it's a privilege, and sometimes, sometimes certain things are not possible. Sometimes you have to compromise um, certain things, and I think it's just about doing as much as we can, lah. It's not really about being 100% vegan in a way, but it's just, if you can just eat a few more, like, vegan meals every week, like, slowly reduce your meat intake, you don't have to go 100%, and things like that. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be so restrictive and so stressful. Yeah. Make it fun. Follow it with Chris for recipe in ideas and creative juices. Thank you. Yeah, you can DM me as well. 
at <laughs> KXLLYTX and for advice or for um, direct contact to Christine Tan Kai. Yes. <laughs> That's the first time you ever put out your own stuff, man. Uh, I'll, I'll put my Instagram handle in the description as well. Yeah. <laughs> Any last words, Cal? Have a good week. Stay safe. Drink water. Uh, water some plants. I don't know. Take care of your dog, your cat, your fish, your mom, your dad. <laughs> yeah, make sure you call your loved ones. Call your grandparents if yeah. they're still around. Wipes a tear from the cheek. Okay. <laughs> yeah, take care of yourselves. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll speak to you next next week. Bye. Some bunny loves you. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I forgot to say that. Yeah. Nah, it's okay. I'll leave that part in. Bye.